Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to episode 15 of the Bash Mania podcast. I am your host, Justin Bash, and I'm excited for today's show. So far, all of the wrestlers we've had on this show are doing nothing but training. Some in college, some post-college, but all have no other jobs or careers. It's just wrestling. Today's guest, NCAA champion at 125 pounds from Penn State, Nico Megalutis, has a full-time career in the finance world. He recently made the move from Penn State to Pitt to train there full-time and run his finance career. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation and compare and contrast a bit from the other conversations and perspectives we typically see on the show, which is nothing but wrestling. If you guys aren't subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if available on the app, leave a review for us and share this episode with your friends. That said, let's dive into why you're listening. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right, Baby Flow Nico, the podcast is starting. We were just talking offline, and I'm like, this is getting, this is getting too good. We, we can't leave this off. So, first of all, how are you? Great, man. No, no complaints on my end. So, you're in Pittsburgh. How, how is that? You, it was kind of a quiet move moving over from Penn State to Pitt to train, and I, I want to really get into that because so much has, has to do with your career. How has that transition been? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. And uh, it's two hours from State College. And, uh, you know, the last year in Penn State, I, I was home a decent bit. Um, you know, I, I do like training at home. I have a great environment here, great facilities, great partners, you know. And then obviously, well, I have my own house. But my parents, uh, when I was in State College, I would just go down the steps. And we have a big wrestling room and gym. And I never needed Yeah, a you got a beautiful setup there. Beautiful. <laughs> I like that setup. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a steam room there too, and everything. So it, it was very convenient. But the, the transition, we kind of knew. Um, I think I competed in the trials in June. This was 2018 or whenever it was, May. And we, we kind of knew Cody and all them. They knew it was my last kind of rodeo officially with NLWC. Um, so yeah, it was quite. We, we knew it was going to happen. Um, I, I just really, I like Pittsburgh. I think well, that you were born and raised there, right? So, I mean, that's your, yeah, I think lifestyle and wrestling go hand in hand. Yep. And for me, I think being busy yep. and, and being around things that I'm thinking 24 seven is good. It helps my wrestling. It, you know, when you do things that you love, that you you know if i if i was just training i'd be watching youtube 12 hours a day i'd be going crazy you know i still do watch it probably 
I don't know, half hour to an hour, you know, of studying film when I can. And, uh, but I'd be going crazy if I, I, it was just training. And so basically at Penn State, all you're doing is training and to, to fill some people, not, not all training, but to fill some people in, we'll add some context. You have a full-time career in the finance world and that's so unusual in this sport because wrestling, especially for high level guys, and you're not some like B level guy who's 17th at the world team trials. Like you were in the finals of the world team trials challenge tournament. Like you're an A level guy who has a full-time career outside of wrestling. And that's very unique. So I know that part of going from Penn state to Pittsburgh was it made that career more fluent, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely, yeah, definitely the reason. Um, at the same time, I, you know, I'm still wrestling because I love it and I want to be the best in the world. You know, that's, that's a hundred percent, you know, what I believe is I believe I can beat anyone in the world and I want to do it. I haven't proved it yet though. Um, so I wouldn't have come back here though, if I did not believe that I still couldn't be the best in the world. Right. Uh, you know, I know obviously Penn state, you have probably 15 guys that you can go with that are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But here I still have six, seven guys that are really good, you know, which is way better than probably 99% of the RTCs out there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you do have to look at that, and yeah, yeah, it was career and yeah, it was career and wrestling. And you're seeing that a lot. Like they were just talking about it on Flow yesterday, how Kyle Snyder now going to NLWC. Like you're starting to see more RTC switches and and trying to as life happens, as you have careers, girlfriends, wives, um, like you said, lifestyle. You everybody so, has to do what's best for you for lifestyle. There's so many factors in life, you know. I'm we're all not just wrestlers, right? I mean, even some people that are just a wrestler, they're not just a wrestler. They got things going on in their life and there's changes and you got to adapt. And, um, you know, I always love Penn state. I still go up there. Um, you know, I was still training up there last year. I'd go up time to time and still talk to them. And they, they know, uh, that they know that what the deal was, it was all great terms. And yeah, it's, just like what you said, you got to adapt. Yeah, and it's interesting too because part of the adaption is, and I'm really fascinated by your story because part of your adaption to wanting to be in the best environment, it's always a give and take. Clearly, in the the best of both worlds, I'm sure you'd have Cody and Cal and Casey and those guys come out to Pittsburgh and and continue being your coach. Like, but you always have to make sacrifices for different elements of your life and. It seems like, I mean, the transition worked well. You were in the finals of the World Team Trial Challenge tournament this year. It's not like, okay, let me move to Pittsburgh. I'm going to train there. I'm still going to train, but I also really want to focus on my career too. And then it's like, okay, and he fell off. Like, no, like you were right there a few points away, in essence, from making the World Team. How how do you stay – I have like 37 different questions for this, but how do you stay focused – what's that <laughs> – not 38 questions? No. If I wasn't getting married this weekend, we'd, I'd probably have 30, 39, 40. So how do you stay focused on wrestling while having the full-time career and trying to balance? Like, I know what you do in the finance world, and it's it's very, in my mind, you act like an entrepreneur. 
you don't go to a bank nine to five. You're generating business. You're you're maintaining relationships. And I know how that is because it's twenty four seven. I got people texting me at five a.m., ten p.m., and it's <laughs> like this is an emergency. Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. imagine how you juggle it. Like, how do you keep your wrestling goals in perspective with your career, with the finance aspect of the career? I should yeah, say it's it's definitely not easy. I'd be lying, um, but. When you enjoy both, it makes it a lot easier. And there was a transition phase, and I always tell people the way I really got started. You know, I started in 2016 um, in the you know comprehensive financial planning with my team, Megalutus Financial. And one of the very key things is that we have a team. It's not just me or my dad. You know, people think that it's just me, myself and my dad. Yep. Um, that we're partnered together. No, we have Joe, we have Oaks, we have Natalie, we have Caitlin on our specific team. So when I leave and I'm out in Russia or I'm out here, well, they know our clients, you know, and I don't have to deal with something crazy while I'm out there competing. So if I'm overseas, it's fine. But um, as far as day to day schedule, it, 2017, I got hurt yep. in this trials. I took the whole kind of summer off and it's like, you know what? I'm not wrestling. I'm going to figure this work as far as scheduling and how to maintain it, be the best I can be. I took three months where really wasn't wrestling, and I just kept transitioning, transitioning, transitioning. And I realized, hey, this is how I got to set my schedule. This is what's best for me to not only be the best financial planner I can be, but also the best wrestler. You know, both. Because um, I believe you can do two things. If I were to do three, I think that'd be very, 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 very difficult. Where I think you can be great at two things. Um, so, yeah, 2017, basically, I figured out, hey, this is what I got to do as far as schedule-wise. And then it just each month, each month, I noticed it. And, um, you know, now I got it down pretty pretty pat. And I do have a team that is is awesome that they know that hey this is the times that my schedule i'm practicing i'm i'm doing this doing that and hey if i can't be on the phone sometimes i got five other people that they know everything about our clients and um that makes it really nice and when you're in practice when you're overseas you're in russia wrestling do you completely check out or are you still checking emails checking progress on things is there that level of like, let me tune this one aspect out? No. Well, when I'm in practice, I'm yeah. practicing. You know, it's, it's just like when you were in class in college, you know, you'd be getting this paper done and then you go to practice, forget about it, and then go back and get it done. You know, yep. It's the same yep. thing with practice. I get to wake up, work out, put my business suit on, practice and then put my business suit on and worked a lot till eight, nine o'clock at night because I love it. And you know, that's what I do. Just like what you said, you're, um, I do try and shut it off though. Um, nine o'clock I try and say, listen, I need my sleep. Yeah. I can't have distractions. The things can be taken care of tomorrow. Um, because I do realize how important sleep is. And I think at a certain time, I shut my brain off. I try and not look at all the blue light and everything, calm my mind down. And then when I wake up the next morning, um, you know, do what I do. 
Um, so there is a certain time frame where you got to say, listen, I got to shut this down. I got to focus on, even if I wasn't wrestling, even yeah, when I'm totally. a full-time financial, you, you got to shut it off at a certain point because it's not healthy. Right. I don't, you know, I don't believe staying up at 12 o'clock at night doing emails. I don't think that's productive. Um, I think that only will hurt you. Um, and dude, that's a huge conversation in today's culture, right? It's like, dude, I'll tell you right now, I'm burned out. Like, I've ran my company for 11 years yeah. so far, just going 5 a.m. to literally when I pass out. I've never been a night owl, but for me, it's wake up at 5 a.m. The first thing I do is grab my phone and I go through it for 10, 15 minutes and see is there any fires um, I got to put out because I do stop earlier than most people as far as when I stop working. There, there is a lot of people who work 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. And there's sometimes urgent things that I need a guy on first thing in the morning. So it's like I've I've felt that where it's like you, you almost feel yourself getting short with clients. You start not loving as much. Like burnout is a huge, huge problem, I think, in culture right now. And it's interesting to hear the perspective because there's, there's so many – it's funny. Everybody has such a unique perspective right now because we're going through a time where everything's so new. Like you have a lot of athletes in college. Like I'm talking to these guys in, from Spencer to Yanni to whoever, and there's such different perspectives on the use of social media. You and I have had a few calls about it, and you know you have your opinion. Like everybody has such an opinion – and yeah. it's, I think it's finding out what works for you doesn't necessarily work for everyone. There's a lot of people who there's no way they can maintain success in wrestling and have a full-time career and, and have a successful career. Like you're successful in that, in the finance space and you're successful in wrestling. Do you, do you continue to, let me put it this way. How do you continue to get better in both? Do you ever, yeah. do you ever feel a struggle where it's like, Okay. And I'm starting to see, like, I'm I'm obsessed with this podcast. Like, I'll spend four hours doing the dumbest thing just for one little, like, positive return because I love it. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm not like that as much with, with Bass Solutions like I used to be because the company's kind of an autopilot. But I'm constantly looking, how do I get better at this? How do I get better at that? And I'm kind of one-dimensional. Like, I can multitask very well, but I'm also very one-dimensional when it comes to I want to make this better. Is there a balance? Like at the end of the day, I okay. I want to obviously you want to grow your your book of business as a financial planner, and every single day you know what it's going to take to to win the Olympic trials and make that Olympic team and win Olympic gold. Like, how do you balance trying to get better in both? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like I said, and Kale always at Penn State said you could. You know, and there's three things. There's basically there's grades, there's your sport, and there's like partying. Yep, Pretty much, yep. you, you know, you can be great at. Well, there's lifestyle, like kind of outside life. Yeah. There's yep. grades and wrestling. You can be great at two out of the three. Um. You know, I guess if you're going out drinking, it's hard to be good at. You know, yeah, but the other so two. You, you get, you get my <laughs> point. I think I'm kind of wording it wrong a little bit. Um. But I, I don't think I could do one more thing and be great at it. Yeah. Uh, I know I can be great at these two things because you have – if I wake up at, I don't know, let's just say 7 or yep. whatever around there, I'm up until 10. That's you know a lot of hours yeah. in the day 
that I'm not just going to be training. Yep. Right. You don't train for more than two, three hours a day. Maybe sometimes, um, if you're doing that every day, you're probably doing it wrong. Yep. I believe, um, you got to be efficient. My body feels better now than it did when I was 22 when I was 21. Besides really? This, yeah. I, I feel my lower back, my neck, everything. Um, because it's, it's 24 seven and you know, I'm in the office and when I do get a break, maybe it's, I have my hypervolt in there, you know, where I take 10, 15 minutes or I go get a massage, you know, sometimes where, Hey, I don't have anything from one to three o'clock. It's my recovery day. Go get a massage, feel better. So, you know, I feel better, um, than I did when I was 22, but as far as being great, no, I figured it out. I can be great at both. Um, I have a you know, and it's hard. I, you know, my social life, I, I do, I'm, I'm social, but during the weekdays, no, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm waking up and it could be a workout. And then for four hours, I'm constantly work. And then I get another workout in. And then a lot of times I work till seven, eight o'clock at night. Right. And then in between, sometimes when I'm finishing up, I'm watching YouTube videos of wrestling, breaking stuff down. Um, so a lot of times I do realize it's 8.45 at night and your whole day is spent wrestling, recover, and work. Right. And so, but I, but I realize that sacrifice because that's where I want to be. Um, you, you know, it's, it's just what, what, what I like to do and um, – so no, you just got to find the time. Um, I do believe a hundred percent I can be, well, I am great at both. Um, I already am from the holistic comprehensive financial planning that we do. Um, I study YouTube videos on, well, podcasts and di different things. I'm yep. constantly looking. I like learning. Um, it, it's, it's fun to me. Um, so you just got to be disciplined just like you. I mean, you're, Going 24-7, you're disciplined. And that's and when you're disciplined and you have a set schedule and um, you put your mind to something and you know what you want, yeah, that's a pretty good recipe. And it takes a lot of sacrifice too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm getting married now. I'm 33 years old and the company is 11 years old. Like I've put the time in of having no social life. The first six years growing the company – I didn't really want a social life. I didn't really want to get married. I wanted to, I knew I, I couldn't serve two masters and I, I couldn't give all myself to a family and have the the sacrifice, the level of sacrifice I knew it was going to take to have the company get to where now I can scale back. I just put an autoresponder, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, guys, listen, none of you can get mad at me because I've given you everything. Like now I'll, I'll see you in a week. And, you know, it's like, you have to sacrifice to do that. You always have to sacrifice to get there. And I think you're you're also sacrificing the the free time where it's like, you know, some of these college kids don't really have any hobbies, but yeah, you're you're in school full time. Like you're in class, you're doing homework. So that is a, a career in in yeah. and of itself. A lot of the senior level guys now, a lot of them maybe they're married or maybe they play video games all day. That's what they're choosing to be great at secondarily right now right yeah yeah i mean it's just 
you know, what are you going to do with the 10 hours a day that you're not training? You know, I'm not going to be watching wrestling five hours a day. I'm not going to, you know, I, I can watch it a half hour to an hour. Other than that, you know, you start to get crazy. Um, but you're in school, you're doing school for seven hours a day. I wasn't like a huge fan of school, <laughs> right? you know, and, but I did it. I got my good grades and I still was a pretty good wrestler in college, you know? <laughs> so speaking of being a pretty good wrestler, because you are a pretty good wrestler and a lot of wrestling fans obviously listen to this. Let's, let's transition to wrestling a bit. Yeah. So you had an injury not too long ago. You're, you're feeling better. Tell me, tell me a little bit about like where you're at. Yeah. So this has been a blessing. I've been, you know, like I said before, my body feels better now than it did when I was 22. Besides this major or this, not major, uh, this hiccup. Yeah. Um, I don't want to call it a hiccup. Um, let's just call it an injury. Um, it was just kind of a freak little thing. Uh, other than that, my body feels way better. But this has allowed me, because you've seen me wrestle, uh, I go, 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 go. And it's very hard. One of the reasons I took a red shirt year was to kind of sit back, look at the overall picture. But you're still competing. And I did a good job at that during my red shirt year of sitting back, looking at the big picture. Hey, this is what I got to get better at. But now I can't wrestle. I'm breaking stuff down. I'm watching my videos. I'm watching the world champion. I'm watching the Continental Cup, this, that, you know, breaking things down of, hey, this is where I want to be. When I wrestle, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. And really kind of focusing and taking a step back. Um, and I feel like right now, between the visualization that I've been doing of the attacks that I want to get, the studying the film, I feel like, crap, my, my wrestling's probably better than it was three months ago. Interesting. Uh, because, you know, when you go to practice, I, I always go there for a purpose, right? Yep. But it's, it's hard when you're practicing for, let's just say, hour and a half practice. You're getting so, something in the morning done. When you're going to practice, it's it's really hard sometimes to scale back, for me at least. My biggest strength is I'm a goer. I'm going to yep. stink and grind someone out. I'm going to um, get after it. I'm, you know, the work, the hard work is not an issue. Um, but also that was one of my little negatives of, hey, take a step back, really just visual. I don't want to say visual because I always visualize, but slow visualization maybe. Yeah. This is where I want to be. This is the shot. I've really done a lot of that. So I, I think um, – and I've also been doing other physical things that um, I wasn't focusing on before, uh, little little areas that I feel like can help improve my wrestling. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a process. Uh, it's my first injury really in my life. I've been very fortunate, thank God. Yeah. Um, you know, so you just so, make the out of it. So you're you're feeling better, I know now. Um, I know you you had plans to compete in Belarus. I got pushed back a little bit. Do you know when you're? Do you have anything scheduled now that you're looking 
to compete at next? Like, do you know that? Or are you still like trying to figure that stuff out? No, it's just, um, I don't want to rush it. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I was even in practice yesterday at, at pit and I got an underhook on someone. I'm like, Oh crap. I, I like almost went to a swoop single there. I got to be careful yeah. right now. Like muscle memory is a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Take it, take it slow. Um, I'm way ahead of progress. Um, you know, when it first happened, I was like, wow, this is really time constraint. This is bad timing. But now I look at it and it's just, I have time. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't know. Uh, it's just being smart, being efficient and strategic with, you know, where I want to be and when do I want to be there? Yeah. And I know you've already said you're you're going 57. Smart move not to go up to 65. That's just <laughs> doesn't seem like a smart yeah, move for anybody. I'm a 25 pounder in college and you're wrestling 49 pounders. Right. You know, it's a little a little difference. Um what are your thoughts on on the current landscape of 57 for the trials? I mean, these trials are going to be stupid. Every weight. When you have six weights, Every weight is going to be stacked. I mean, it's 57, 65, 74, 86. I mean, every weight yeah. is disgusting. Um, but, hey, that's why the U.S. is the U.S. I mean, you look at our country now, and we're, as far as our number ones and twos, yeah, we're right up there, the best in the world, and our depth is getting more and more and more. I mean, Russia is obviously their depth. The 20th ranked yeah. is <laughs> – 20th ranked guy is really really good um but us i mean you have seven eight guys at each weight that are pretty doggone good that could maybe go medal with the worlds yeah um you know it's just i i don't care listen i don't care if it's my sister in my bracket that i gotta beat or if it's jordan burrows or what if he was down 57 whatever it is i'm gonna go there the same way I'm going to compete the same way. I'm going to get it done. And uh, I know one thing is that I'm going to give it 100% effort and get after it. So that's basically, I don't care who's at my weight. You know, if it's the easiest weight in the world or the toughest weight, you just, you go wrestle. And yeah, there is, is some studying. I think it, I wrestle how I wrestle. But at the end of the day, you do got to pick out one or two things of, hey, this is what he's really good at. This is his weakness. I don't spend a ton of time on, you know, watching, watching, watching. But I think it is important to know who's in your weight. Totally. Um, I would to lie if I said I didn't scout my opponents. And I mean, but, it's funny, like not, not to cut you off, but like just the, la- the past week, you're seeing interviews like where Molinaro is saying how guys like Yanni are, are changing the way he's training, and Yanni's saying, "Dude, same thing for you." Like. You have to kind of know what people are doing because you'd be ignorant otherwise. Like you just can't not. You know, I know a lot of guys had that same mindset. It's like, listen, I'm not fearful of my competitors, but I'm definitely aware of them. Like you have to know what you're training for. I think you have to be at this. I mean, we're the top guys in the world, right? Right. You have to. This isn't PJ or, or Pennsylvania Junior Wrestling when I'm 10 years old. Uh, which was still really tough. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I I lost a lot of states actually. You know? <laughs> I should have scouted more. Dang it! Uh, but 
I mean, to beat Ugoya from Russia or to beat you know, these guys, yeah, I can beat them without studying. But, you know, you got – I think studying, though, just you got to know, hey, this is his little weakness or this is what he's really good at. Hey, he loves an underhook. Well, right. don't let him get an underhook. You know, yeah. his weakness is you getting an underhook on him. You know, he gets squirt, well, and maybe try and get to an underhook. You know, right. <laughs> so things like that. And it's got to be exciting too, the fact that it's kind of like a homecoming that you get to go through Penn State to make the Olympic team. I mean, what what does that feel like to to wrestle there, win a national championship there, and then that's where the Olympic trials are? Were you excited when you found that out that it was going to be there? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be a good good day. And, uh, you know, do it in front of my fans and you can't really ask for anything, I mean, much more than that, um, besides the Olympic gold, right. run. um, you know, but that's, that's exciting. And, uh, thinking that and seeing myself there, the situation, um, at the BJC, um, you know, the feel. What was the last match you wrestled the BJC? Actually, I think I lost. <laughs> I think I'm it was trying Thomas to. Um, was it? I'm trying to think what it was. So you yeah. got vengeance at the Bryce Jordan Center. You need you need to go out the Bryce Call Jordan Center on yeah. top, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah, I, it, it blanked my it, mind. It was I, that, I can't. It was that for sure. Was it the Ohio State duel? Dude, it seems like already how long ago that was. Old fart, man. I know. How old are you now? Twenty-seven. Wow. Feel young though, young stallion, man. Dude, to, to to have your body feeling like it is, and I really, I'm still fascinated by the whole, by the contrast of the, of the career, because I know for me, like, anytime I actually disconnect from work, which is so hard to do, mm-hmm. if I go for a walk, for example, and I just take my dogs out, no phone on my walk, it, it's like have to it's literally like you know in the cartoons when when they're making some kind of reference where like the clouds open and god's light shines down it's kind of like that aha moment and i'm imagining you get some of that see my downfall if i were in your shoes which i could never be but if i was in your shoes what would happen to me is that by the time i was done stretching I'd be like, wait, that's what we should do for this. That's it. I got it. I wouldn't be able to practice anymore. I'd have to go run to my phone because that's what happens with me. Do some toe touches and wait, got to do this. (laughs) Because all it takes is five minutes. If I just two weeks ago, I flew out to the West Coast and there was no Wi-Fi on the plane. And I started going nuts like 20 minutes in because I'm like, things just start coming to me. I had to go read a book. I literally read an entire book. Because I'm like, if I just let my mind go for the next four and a half, five hours, I'm going to have so many notes in my notepad app on my iPhone and have all these things to do when I get back. So I ended up reading a book and it was great, but I'm imagining it really helps you to disconnect for a little bit when you can go to practice and then come with a recharged mind. Dude, like I said, even though just walking my dogs for 10 minutes, yes. I feel like four different things come to me because we get so stuck in it. Yeah, you get... You look at life, I mean, it's it's a hurricane, you know, you're constantly on that, I always like to call it a treadmill called life, you know, you're going, 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 well, 
And then in my profession, I tell people, because I'm meeting tons of business owners, people that are going crazy, and I'm like, well, our job is to get you off that treadmill called life every three to six months, you know, make sure, you know, we're, we're getting off that treadmill, right? Right. Um, and it's the same thing in our day-to-day lives. Uh, I think stress and managing it is super important. Uh, I try to, you know, if I go out to eat, Sometimes, you know, I, ha, not having my phone by me is great sometimes. It's a you know, blessing. Gotta, it is a you blessing. Gotta, you got to disconnect um, with things and, hey, take me time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, today I'm getting a massage, you know. Yeah. Um, and when I can, it's like, because my, my brain spins a lot. That's just how I am. Uh, you know, I'm constantly thinking. Yeah. I mean, you got to be. If you're a business owner, you're. you're right. You're thinking that way, um, but you got to connect or disconnect. It's so important. I mean, managing stress, managing your life. Hey, this is how I want to live because when you do that, it makes you more productive. At least for me, no, same. Makes me more productive in my business. Um, you know, and I read up a lot of that stuff. You know, just um, you know, I, I my day is obviously work, wrestling recovery, nutrition, but also looking at, hey, this is how you recover. This is how you de-stress. These are things like, that's why my body feels better. Um, Two is I'm doing things that help my mind be more clear and my body, you know, obviously my body feel better. Um, So... And and it's always funny because I never realized until the last couple years how much I appreciate dead silence. I think especially as a Christian, I need that dead silence for God to like give me clarity, work things out in my heart, kind of recharge me. Like my fiance the other day, we were driving to Buffalo and I didn't want any music on in the car because usually the car, I rarely listen to music. I love the silence. Everybody's so afraid of silence. Really? I love it. Yeah. Every time I'm in the car, I very, very rarely listen to music. I listen to music when I'm working out. And around the house during the day, that's pretty much it, though. So the car is just silent. The car is either a podcast or a book or okay. or dead silence. Wow. Because it's like you have 10 minutes, five minutes. Like how, how far is where you're training from your house? Yeah, 12, 15 minutes. Right. It's like so. So and, and I can't get silence and, and me trying to stay, especially like. I have such a bad habit, like being on my phone. I try so hard not to text and drive, email and drive. So for me, it's like I have no excuse. Like, so if I'm going to have, even when I go for a walk, it's hard not to take my phone with me for the walk. But the car, it's like, okay, you can't touch your phone. Now's perfect silence time. Like, no phone and silence go great together. And there's very few times, like the sauna and steam room, I get that silence. Um, The car. But I need that silence. You need to, to decompress to just have that clarity, whether it's, you know, like I said, as a Christian, for me, it's that time where God can just do anything he wants in my heart and we're not just filling ourselves. We, we Listen, I preach content, content, content for a living. I understand the importance of putting it out, but I also understand how much we consume and how good it is to stop consuming it for 15 minutes and just let whatever's going to happen for, for 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can handle. So for me, the car works great. 
Interesting. I'm gonna have to try that. I haven't, I haven't tried that one out. Usually, when I'm in the car, I'm just like you said. Well, doing something, you know. Right. You're. So it's a good. Uh, I learned something there. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not for everybody. Like it drives her nuts. She's like, I I like music. I I need music in the car. I'm like, Even I just five minutes. Do it. You know. Correct. And, and you don't have to like, you don't need to take your radio out of your car, but just leaving it off for five minutes makes such a little difference. And and, and going back to, to kind of what started that is I can imagine how, how helpful that is for you to switch back and forth to be able to say, I'm in wrestling, I'm focused on wrestling, that's it. And and that is your, your like, I, I love when I physically can't think about something. And that's what wrestling does. Like, you're you're drilling, you're lifting, you're you're doing conditioning, you're practicing, you're doing anything. You physically can't think. Oh, hey, you know Apple stock looks lucrative. You can't. You there's not that there's not that time. And when you no, when you're no, forced it, not to think, it's got to help you. It's refreshing, and it, it it's it's good for me. Um, yeah, hundred percent. That's interesting. Well, listen, man. I know you got a busy schedule, and I don't want to take too much more of your time up. So I'm gonna let you get back to work. I hope you enjoy that massage today. Let's let, we're gonna, we're going to do this again close to the Olympic trials because I'm I'm just I'm so pumped for this coming season. I'm, I'm pumped. I, I like a stinking cage lion right now. It's I've never had three months off the map besides 2017, but I've really this time been forced to. Um, you know, and I'm really excited to get back. I think I'm going to have a lot of just, I don't know. I, I Dude, just, I, I things, get it. see things through my head that I don't think I was able to see before. And um, I'm really excited to be down at 57 kilos. And I, I can beat anyone in the world at 61. I know yeah. I, you know, didn't, but I beat, you know, some very good guys. And I, you know, I mean, right. But 57 is my weight class. I mean, as soon as I watched a little bit, my body's shrunk where I'm probably lighter than most 57s right now. Interesting. Uh, and I feel absolutely amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's... Dude, coming never- back from an injury, like, I, I was just talking to Ashland about it a couple of weeks ago, where he's like, I, I didn't know if I even wanted to continue doing this. And then as soon as you took it away from me, and I couldn't do it for three months, four months, I never itched harder to wrestle. Yeah, my, my freshman year, NCAA tournament, um, or right after Big Tens, the next week I was off the mat. I, I couldn't, I, I be honest, I broke out with like a skin condition. Yeah. And yeah. I uh, couldn't be on the mat. I remember getting back on the mat, I think it was a week later. It was either Saturday, like four, five days before yep. the yep. Nationals. Or it was Monday, three days before. I got back. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I feel like superhuman. And I wrestled pretty good at nationals that year. You know, I was a yeah. very, very bad seed, and I was in the finals. Yeah. And I felt it wasn't just that. I just felt like, boom, everything's clicking. You know, and I think, and that's some- after only a week off. <laughs> I know, I know. I think sometimes injuries, but it, it's your choice. It's how you choose to let the injury affect you. And I think someone, most of the people at my level, um, I mean, some of them may get a little, you know, may not use it in the best of their ability. But 
Um, I think whenever you, you choose to make it the best, it's sometimes better than training. I think visualization and breaking things down and seeing what you want is just as good or if not better sometimes than, than training, you know, good. to a certain point, of course. It comes down to mental strength. That's what that is. That's having the proper mindset, having the proper perspective. Because when, when you go through an injury or you go through anything where you're off the map, your your body becomes numb in essence, and all you can use is your mind. And then it's how strong is your mind? How well was, can you keep a proper perspective? Last night, so I have YouTube on my TV. Uh, I was going to get into wrestling, but a Joe Rogan thing popped up, and it was this girl. Her name was like Carolyn something. I forget. Okay. And it's okay. this like 200-mile race or through all these woods and took wow, her like 50-some hours. And I started watching. I'm like, wow, i got to look this girl up. So I, you know, like 9 o'clock at night, I see this documentary. I still got to finish it sometime today. It's like a 40-minute thing. It's all mental. It's just like 200-mile race. You can't train for it. You know, it's it's days. <laughs> How do you train for that? You can't because you're not sleeping for two days. And I was just thinking, I was like, oh, my gosh, man. It's all mental. You know, it's all how you choose to respond to things. And, you know, when your body, I mean, she had a, she, and one of her things that said she slept for one minute, one minute, like she, in the middle of it, and she came back, she was so refreshed, ready to go. It's like, wow. That's nuts. I've never even heard of anything like that. I gotta, I forget her name. Yeah, you gotta send me that. I wanna listen to that. Yeah, it's amazing. But I know I got, I got off on a tangent, but basically it's all mental. Um, that's what I was yeah. trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I think when, when, when it goes back to the silence thing too, it's it's turning on the mind, and an injury forces you to do that. And it's always exciting when you, you can lose your mind or when you, when you can lose everything else and just find your mind a little bit. And you're either going to win or lose based on that. Like our, our mindsets and our perspectives are so powerful – Sometimes it's it's not the circumstance. Sometimes it's it's how you process and deal with it, and what you take out of it. And that's Every, what, everyone trains hard. You know, everyone, or I mean, not everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though. It's level. People train hard. Most of the people are eating pretty good. Um, you know, it's not like I'm spending an hour or more a day than my opponent. Um, right. I'm trying to make it more efficient. I'm giving it all my all, but the training, there's not a huge difference. It, it comes down to really seeing where you want to be, you know, and taking it in perspective and using this. And that's what separates the best business owner, financial advisor, and athlete, yeah. you know, is mentality. I mean, all those guys, they've trained millions of hours in their, their life, but it comes down to that six minutes. Yep, you know, yep. he's going to be stronger mentally. I mean, there's... Dude, look at Frank in the 16 Olympic trials. The ninth yeah. seed runs through the field. Yeah, I mean, you look at the difference between, I don't know, it, it could be me and Fix or me and Gilman or yep. whoever it is, no one's 20 points better right. than someone. You know, maybe maybe in a particular match, if you choose, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but it, it all comes down to those top eight guys. It's well, who's doing everything right, and who's you know, doing right today? 
yeah, day in and day out. And then when you step on the mat, who's choosing to wrestle really to the best of their ability and wrestle better and make sure you fight for every single point. And that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day is that because there's not a 20 point difference between me and Gilman. Yeah. I mean, six or, yeah. there's not, you know, uh, maybe there's a few, you know, on average, a few points. I don't know. Um, but who's going to show up tougher that day? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was excited. Now you got me more excited. <laughs> now let's go. Let's get to work, baby. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, I'm going to let you get back to work. Listen, no music, no yeah. pots, the whole rest of the day. <laughs> I love it. And by the way, let me know how that works out for you. Try it. Next time you get in your car, like, don't listen to music. Just see what happens and then text me. Let me know. All right. Cool, man. Listen, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for coming on and making the time, man. And that's today's show. Be sure to follow the Baby Flow Nico Megaludis on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you guys have any financial needs, if you guys are looking for someone to to give your financial planning business to, him and his dad really do awesome work. So listen, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever podcasts are played. And be sure to leave the podcast a five-star review. And I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. And the beat goes on.